Once upon a time, once upon a time, uh, a woman was walking along uh, a beach the day after a huge storm had washed hundreds and thousands of starfish up onto the beach. And slowly, methodically, one by one, she reached down and would grab the starfish and would throw it back into the water. The sun was out and it was drying the starfish and if they weren't thrown back into the water, they would die. And someone was watching her and eventually came up to her and pointed out the futility of her efforts. What are you doing? You can't possibly make a difference. Look at how many starfish are on this beach. And ignoring him, she bent down and picked up another starfish and and threw it into the water, and as she did, she turned to him and said, well, at least I made a difference for, for that one. This is a parable that's frequently told today to illustrate the point uh, of the power that one person has to make a difference. Uh, one person can make a huge difference. The scripture says two are better than one, for they have a better return for their work. So it's true, one person can make an incredible difference. Two people can make an even greater difference. And so I want to take that parable that, you <clears throat> that you've probably heard. Our good friend, uh, Salanto, a missionary to Haiti, has used that parable to name his mission. He calls it Mission Starfish Haiti. And he likes to say that we are all called to be difference makers. Every one of us is called to make a difference. Uh, and it's true, one person can make a huge difference. Two are better than one. So let's take the parable, that familiar parable, and let's add a second paragraph. So the man who had questioned the futility of this watched her a little bit more, and then he became strangely inspired by her. And he decided, you know what, I'm going to join her. And so he joined in bending down and, and slowly, one by one, together they would bend down and pick up the starfish and throw it back into the, the water. And now that they're working together, both of their spirits and energy seem to revive. This was no longer just a task, it became a mission. And, and they worked with joy. And there were other people that were watching the two of them on this beach throw starfish back, and pretty soon they joined them. And it wasn't long before up and down this entire beach, there was a, an entire army of people throwing starfish back into the ocean. What started as a task became a mission, and now it was a movement. Two are better than one, for they have a better return for their work. That is the, the question that we're going to be looking at today as we turn to God's Word. We've been reading through the Gospel of Mark, and we come to a passage today that talks about the power of two. So join me as we pray for the reading of God's Word. Lord, we ask that you would uh, speak to us today through the, the agency of your Holy Spirit and through the power of your living Word. Help us not just be hearers of the word, but help us be doers of the word as well. And I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. We're jumping back into the Gospel of Mark in chapter 6, and we're going to start at verse 6. We're going to read to verse 14, but I'm going to start by just reading the first sentence. Mark chapter 6, verse 6. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. So the passage begins, and we've seen this already in Mark. Jesus is, is going around from community to community, village to village, with the disciples in tow. Now remember, these disciples are the ones that Jesus had come to and said, follow me. And at least to several of them, he said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. But up until now, they hadn't been doing much fishing, and it was all following and they're following him everywhere he goes, and he is giving them a front row seat. Just imagine the things that they're observing, the things that they're witnessing. They're, they're there when he is in the synagogue teaching with authority. And they observe his teaching, and they also observe how he deals with critics, how he deals with people who are not just critical, but are, are even hostile. They're out to get him, and, and they see all of that. They observe how he casts demons out of people, how he heals people who are sick. They see how frequently he withdraws to solitary places and prays. Peter, James, and John were there when, when he went and actually raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. We read about that last week. So the disciples, they're soaking all of this in, not just what he did, but how he did it. If ever the saying is true that one person can make a huge difference, it had to be true in regards to Jesus. He was the ultimate one-man team. And yet, even Jesus decided that two are better than one. So looking at the rest of the passage... Calling the twelve to him, he sent them out two by two, and he gave them authority over evil spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra tunic. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave as a testimony against them. They went out and they preached that the people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well-known. The scripture doesn't tell us how the disciples responded, or it does tell us how they responded, they went, but how they felt when Jesus turned to them and said, I, I'm sending you out. Now, I can insert myself into the scripture and, and think how I would feel, but, but I'm not sure that's how they felt because they might have been ecstatic. They might have been ecstatic about this. Like I said, from, they had been following, but they hadn't been doing much fishing. And so maybe they were just eager to, to get out and to, to be on their own and to have the opportunity to minister on behalf of Jesus. They might have reacted that way. 
I can only think of how would I have reacted. And, and I think if I was one of those disciples, as soon as I heard Jesus say, I'm sending you, I think a surge of panic would have rifled up my spine. My instinct would have probably been to protest. Jesus, I, I'm not ready. Like, I, I, I appreciate that, that you want to send me, but I, I don't know that I'm, I'm up to this. Can we travel to a few more villages? Can I follow you a little bit longer? And, and now that I know that you're going to be sending me, I'm going to be paying closer attention. Like, I'll, I'll take better notes. And I'm going to watch your technique when it comes to, you know, like healing people and casting demons out. Demons out. 